Hello, 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 hello. Yes, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, you know, like I always like doing these episodes, or I, I always wanted to do the podcast when I'm in some sort of up, inspired, positive um, mood. Because, like most things in my personal life, I don't like inundating people I care about with my perpetual woe. But who am I kidding? This is the podcast about the decade nobody prepared us for. Ouch, my 30s. Uh, And guys, I escaped. I made it out. I escaped from New York once again. And, uh, you know, I'll say this. I'm not in a... I'm not in a great place, but but I am, and I think perhaps that's why I'm not in a great place. Like on paper, I have everything that I need. I have a a nice little apartment that I'm subletting in LA, walkable neighborhood, got a nice salaried job that is challenging challenging, but for all intents and purposes, very easy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a little bit of an anxiety thing, of course. Like, I've always had my issues with Los Angeles. And yet, here I am again. But I knew why I was coming here, because I just felt so alienated back in New York. And, I don't know, this is just going to be a lot of rambling, I think, at the, at the get. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ease into this. It's been a while, and I'm just trying to catch you guys up. Uh, yeah, New York was a shit show for me. You know, between the stuff with my mom... And my dad and like this small town that I was living in, you know, I had barely any friends there. I had my roommate and that's about it, you know, and the girls at the Crown Bar, uh, which is now closed. So that was doubly, uh, it was just going to get real dark. I mean, like winter in Ulster County is rough without a pandemic. Uh, add that to the mix and you really are forced to face uh, your decisions and your lack of uh, interpersonal connections. So I knew I had to get out before the winter truly set in. And as I sit in balmy Los Angeles and I see a two-foot, three-day snowstorm, I'm very glad I'm not back there. Now, all that said, there is a reason that I always left L.A. There was something about the allure of the woods and sort of getting away from the big city that always appealed to me. Uh, But I I guess the challenge in that for me is like, are you comfortable isolated in the woods in a you know very small town because you aren't addressing the things inside of you that make you unable to handle stressful situations i.e living in a city and the professional uh, professional engagements that go with that so the answer is yes of course uh every time i left los angeles it wasn't really because i was having a bad time per se um for sure la has its shitty aspects but um all most people that I consider friends live here. Uh, most professional ob- opportunities that I'm involved with are here, and yet I always find a way to hate this place. Which about a month in, I think I do because I'm a different man. I'm not 27, 25 doing Taco Bell commercials. You know, I. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I don't really know why I'm here, but I knew that I had to leave New York. I mean, I was going to go to Florida. Still may. I don't know. That's the beauty. I've got this remote job that I can go anywhere. Um, But this pandemic, man, I'm starting to understand where some of these psychopaths who are like, you ain't going to muzzle freedom by making me put on a mask, okay? 
like in a small town where I didn't really have to wear a mask, you know, I could just kind of, you know, there's enough room walking from my house to like the one bar that I didn't really have to wear a mask. And when you did, it was, you know, briefly when you're online ordering something and when you sit down, you take it off. And like, it really didn't have that dehumanizing aspect of, of what I think a mask can, um, imbue in somebody so being in a city where you always have to have it on you know or face some sort of you know you know or, or, or be you know committing some sort of social faux pas um it's just something about not being able to show your face to your fellow man you know like i'm wandering around silver lake and there's like you know all these pretty people around like pretty girls out like you just want to like it's nice to like just show a smile or like yeah, that's sexual harassment shut the fuck shut the fuck up <clears throat> Um, there is, I don't know, there's something dehumanizing about just being around a bunch of masks in a city that uh, is particularly phony to begin with, and then you add another mask to that, and then suddenly you're truly uh, doubly separated. And I think, you know, that's what most of our society faces right now. You know, you look at these guys and gals, because one got, one got capped, lady got capped, uh, who stormed the Capitol, or any of these like far-right or far-left extremist, uh, extreme ideologies, these are mostly lonely people. It has to be, right? How many functioning people who have, like, really great friendships and relationships with their family and are, like, upstanding members of their community are like, okay, family, uh, pack your bags. We're going to go storm the capital of our nation uh, because we disagree with the outcome of an election. Like, that's the behavior of someone who's really on the fringe. Uh, so, you know, you know, that goes back to that whole thing where everyone's just like, just stay home. Oh, I can't believe people are out. I, just stay home. You're being so irresponsible. It's like some people truly live on the outskirts. And when you rob them of the very... They, these people weren't seen to begin with, you know? Like, these are people who just get ignored in daily life anyhow. You know, maybe they're a post postal worker or a, a grocery clerk or just, you know, these sort of benign jobs that people don't really pay attention to. And then on top of that, you say, hey, unseen person, now you're really unseen. Like, throw that mask on and, and, and just, I don't know, there's something about your face and human interaction and connection that's so important. Um, and I'm not like an anti, I, I, I think masks are important and a good idea, like totally. I think it makes a, a ton of sense. But, you know, there's a type of personality in this country and our society that is like, I want self-driving cars. I want contactless delivery. I'm okay with masks. Um, I hate phone calls, no direct eye contact. There are, there's a breed that's uh, entering humanity that's very antisocial and like very okay with that. And I think there's another type of human, which is I think the majority of humans, who want to get in close, get that hug, you know, happy to have a conversation with their you know person giving them retail goods, and uh, want to drive their own car and interact with other people. You know, I think it, I don't know. City people versus country people, I think is what it comes down to. I think people who live in cities are sick of other people and people who have space, like in the countryside, uh, need people, you know? And I think it's very basic, you know, when you live in a rural society, it's like you have to kind of depend on others um, when the shit hits the fan, no matter how self-sufficient you want to be. So anyway, all this is just a long way of saying uh, I'm in L.A. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, the problem with this fucking podcast is like I have no idea who's listening to it. Uh, you know, I got parts of my family. Yeah, you, who I love, most of them, some of them, I don't know. 
but you know i've talked about my father and stuff and then you know i say shit and it gets back to him and all he all he knows how to do is text me like hey duval man you see my ferragama loafers haven't talked to this motherfucker since episode i don't even know what episode it is sins of the father i don't know go go back and listen to the episodes if you're just diving into this uh he texts me like hey have you seen my shoes because i stopped by the house to like get a winter coat or some shit um, I didn't take your motherfucking shoes, nigga. Um, and then I have women with whom I have held, perhaps, courtship. <laughs> uh, who, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm just, it's a lot, you know? You're trying to keep it all together, and you realize, like, I can't keep it together for all you people. I can barely keep it together for myself. I had been seeing a girl, and she, like, texted me. She's like, what are we doing this weekend? And I see her, or I saw her, like, once a month at best. And I cared a lot about her. do care a lot about her. But I was just in this, like I just mentioned and explained, I was just fucking lonely and feeling awful in this terribly uh, isolated small town that I was in. And just, I was, you know, in pain. Just like, you know, just all from the logistical aspects to the existential. I was not in a good place. And... Yes, I could have better communicated that to this girl. Uh, But it's hard when you don't even have the words for yourself to describe the woe that you're in. You just know that there's a gut feeling that says you got to shift. So anyway, she texted me, what are we doing this weekend? I was like, I I don't know. I'll I'll call you back. I didn't call her back. And then she like, she's like, I thought we were over this bullshit. I was like, we didn't have a plan. You just like blurted that we were going to go hang out, that that we needed to hang out. And like, I see you once a month. And like, I I don't know. So we don't talk, uh, <laughs> but I don't, who fucking knows? Uh, she's a she's a delight, and I care about her a lot. Uh, that said, you know, I went on a date here in L.A. Uh, <laughs> not not because I don't mean to be like callous, but like I don't know. I haven't, I haven't spoken to this girl since November, so I assume it's over. Um, I go on this date with this like. Uh, she's like a seamstress for, well, maybe I shouldn't say, for a company. Um, and we had like talked for a while, you know, being safe, you know, like I spent like a week and a half, uh, you know, digitally talking, you know, we FaceTimed, uh, got to know each other and kind of hit it off. I thought we were sort of on, we were simpatico on, she's like into like 80s yuppie fashion and like, and like, that's a huge thing for me. And like, I don't know, I just thought I was like, oh, this is cool. Anyway, we hang out. She comes over. We have some wine. Uh, nothing crazy happens. You know, we did, a gentleman does not, you know, kiss and tell. Even though that's exactly what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, just really had, had a nice night. Nothing crazy. And then we kept texting, and uh, we had plans to hang out again. And then, like, I wake up on Saturday or something, and she's like, hey, is it okay if we just be friends? I was like, yeah, I was like, I risked my life to hang out with you. <laughs> We're in fucking COVID in Los Angeles County. Uh, no, I don't need this like a random new pal. Like this is the era of like you know, focusing on on who you got and what you got, not just like willy nilly being like you know what I really need a strange a listen to someone a stranger I can uh, listen to their problems. How come I can't say that sentence? You know what I really need uh, is to listen to a stranger's problem that I barely know. It still doesn't seem like a proper sentence. Anyway, I, I don't fucking need a new friend. You know, I'm 34 years old. Like, I'm looking for something that, you know, is meaningful. And I, it sounded like she did, too. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just, 
I don't know. She gave me some weird. This is all rambling. It's been a long. It's been a long, <laughs> long time since the last episode. Uh, so yeah, I just you know I really have been trying to like you know put together a life you know as it relates to your thirties and stuff and you know trying to make more responsible decisions for whatever that means. And responsible doesn't mean not fun. Responsible doesn't mean not adventurous. Responsible, I think, just means learning from your mistakes and, you know, looking at the things that you want in your life and realizing that there are certain things you can't do in order to get certain things that you want in your life. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you know, a relationship and, you know, a house, just all these cliche things that I thought I'd never want. And I really wanted to create some form of back in New York and my family's property. And, you know, I, I really wanted to sort of invest in the idea of, you know, sort of building a future and a legacy, not like giving up and having miserable children. Like some of my friends are, but laying the groundwork for what a future would look like. Um, and I suppose LA is definitely not that, um, at least as far as it, relates to other people you know this is a town of people who are out for themselves because they have to be and why what other reason would you be in LA other than to further your own uh, professional agenda because otherwise it's generally a dirty horrible place with you know high taxes they tell me I don't pay my taxes fuck you just kidding I pay my taxes I'm a good boy financially mostly uh yeah so I don't know I don't know just it's been a hard couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm glad that I got out of New York. That's that's the most significant thing for me because I was stuck in this sort of repetitive uh, uh, pattern, thinking pattern of just like overthinking how I could leave, you know, I just because there was all these logistical things that I had to do. I get overwhelmed easily. And I was glad that I was able to finally make it happen and just get going. And I did. Um, now that I'm out... And I'm here. I got a lot of good friends here. And then a lot of it feels good. But a lot of it just sort of feels like, okay, like we've done this before. We've been here before. Like, what would make this different? Um, and I don't know. But I'm trying to keep an open mind and, uh, you know, value the friendships I do have here. But also realize that, you know, they do change. And shout out to my buddy Brian. Uh, you know, he and I have... He's like one of the few people creatively that I can still talk to creatively. You know, a lot of other friends have just sort of, this is no fault of theirs. I just think, you know, friendships change and people's priorities change. And like some people just aren't as driven to pursue their sort of creative dreams as they are to find happiness. And I think that's the choice in your 30s, right? Like that's the choice. Like finding happiness and finding your dreams are not always necessarily the same thing. And Finding happiness often is with someone else, uh, with a kid inside of them and a house around the both of you. And that's that. And I'm not ready for that. But I want it. And I wish I had more time. That's from Man on Fire with uh, Denzel Washington. So I don't know. This is a good place to be right now. The pandemic is still obviously complicating things. Not doing stand-up, not being able to do stand-up. Although L.A. just started to do outdoor dining again, but who fucking knows. Um, Not having stand-up is making me realize how fucking miserable I am. That is certainly fucking me up. Not having anything to do at night uh, is challenging. And I've gotten, I mean, this is good. I'll just do this every night. That's the plan, right? Um, 
but you know, a stage and being around fellow comics um, would be very beneficial to the old mental state. Um, so yeah, trying to like think about like not giving up on these dreams of other places because I'm I'm glad that I've been to Milwaukee and spent two weeks in Milwaukee with a strange girl that I met on Tinder who invited me to live with her for two weeks and that became a nightmare very quickly, obviously. Uh, we were watching Inglorious Bastards and the bear juice scene comes on, which I don't love because I just think it's a bunch of racist white guys uh, beating up other racist white guys, the Nazis. You know, it's like you know, uh, Brad Pitt's, I want some, I want me, some, some Nazi scalps. Because we're the good guys and the Nazis are the bad guys. Even though we're all just a bunch of racist white guys from the 40s. Uh, and these Jewish characters probably didn't like black people either. So anyway, I, I, like, I, just, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't love this scene. And she's like, why not? You don't like this movie? I was like, no, no, it's a good movie. Uh, this scene I just don't really resonate with. She's like, okay, well, what do you want to watch? I'm like, no, no, we can watch this. I'm just saying I don't love this scene. So like, it's, And then I was in her house. A, a strange woman's house that I had known for like four days. And I just like, I, I <laughs> curled up like Tom Hanks and big when he <laughs> moves to the city. <laughs> My sweatpants on is pulling the sheets up on me. Uh, they're yelling. Uh, so again, 34 years old, looking back at the past like five to eight years of my life, I'm like, what did I really do other than have sex with strange white women in strange cities? Um, yeah, it's, it's, you, 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 what, what you're left with is a weird sublet, uh, by yourself talking into a fucking microphone, uh, into an MP3 file that many people may not ever hear. Or maybe a lot of people will, like my mom, former lovers, and uh, future lovers. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't feel good. I don't feel great. I mean, I but I do, and I'm on my way. I suppose it's just ups and downs. You want it to be this one linear straight line up, but it uh, it ain't. You know, I mean, there's a physical therapy place that I'm going to that's in walking distance. It's like over this hill through Silver Lake, and it's a really nice exercise. I mean, I, I guess I can't express how inert and unhealthy I have been. Um, I just, you know, years of sitting because I'm, I've been able to because I have jobs that allow me to do nothing after being paid a lot and depression and uh, driving cross country like a maniac, you know, takes your t- a toll on your nervous system, on your body. And I'm realizing just how fucking down to the bone that I've graded my soul chasing these dreams of childhood and youth. Um, and they, they come at a cost. And I think that's perhaps why I'm so, uh, uh, introspective now because the, the future requires that I learn and not be so hard on myself. So I'm trying to give myself some space to breathe and evolve here. But I'm operating from a deficit. Wow, I don't know if any of this is making sense. Uh, if, you, if you're still listening, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think LA was a good step just to get back and get my mind out of Kingston, New York, where I was stuck humoring people, which was really unhealthy, you know. My roommate is a sweetheart of a man. You know, he really, over the years, just helped. You know, he allowed me to fucking get my brain on straight, even when I was being like a ridiculous psychopath. Uh, I mean, there were times where like I could barely pay rent if at all. And he was like, you get me when you can. And that's the kind of dude and the kind of friend that like 
when I truly get my shit right. And that's, you know, part of the fuel to get my shit right is to go back to those people and be like, here's $10,000. Thank you for helping me when I couldn't help myself. Um, but other than that, yeah, just being around these fools in Kingston who I had to humor, mainly this like fucking coffee shop who were again, nice people. But at the end I was like, if I was anywhere else, I wouldn't let these people speak to me like this, nor would I humor their fucking inane conversations. You know, a bunch of rich fucking liberals pretending that they're not as bad as Donald Trump, uh, from a real estate perspective, you know, Joe Biden was the only candidate I've ever heard talk about the G word gentrification. And I guarantee none of those motherfuckers ever want to hear him speak about that now that he's president. Uh, you know, selling $7, $7 lattes, talking about, cele- you know, celebrating Black History Month. Here's our Black History Month uh, mocha latte. For only $7, you too can buy away your guilt, your white guilt. For $7, you too can amend for the savage history of your ancestors that has, yeah. I don't know, fellas. Ladies, ladies and fellas. What else? Uh, so yeah, I went on a weird date and she's just like, I'm looking for kids. I'm like, bitch, can we go on a second date before we decide? Like if like, ugh. yeah, people just, you know, and I think that's the other danger too. Like getting, uh, sinking your teeth too deeply into an outcome, you know, I, I, I particularly at this age where it's just like, okay, well it, it, I need, I'm looking for a relationship and I want to have kids. Like what I think one should look for is someone who's awesome. And then by virtue of that you're like, man, it would be awesome to get married and have kids with this person, not the other way around. Like, I'm going to find someone to fit into this box. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just the the young man in me still crying out for uh, articulation. <sighs> so, I, I guess, all right, so I apologize. This is just like, this might be a bullshit episode. Um, just trying to get myself back into the game, trying to get the muscle going again. Uh, just, I'm going to do this regularly. I'm back in the game. I escaped from New York. Uh, I'm back in the world again, so to speak. Um, you know, I'm working a, a interesting job. Uh, I'm going to fire up the old uh, agent here in LA and start auditioning again, I think. Maybe get back into some commercials. And uh, I may probably need to start taking antidepressants because the other, like today, I just like laid in bed. Just like I got up, logged into my work computer you know, responded to an email and then pretty much just laid around all day. Went for a walk, but I don't know. What the fuck do people do all day? Work, motherfucker. What do you mean what I do, man? I get my I get my ass up. Nah. No, I didn't, well, here's what my stepdad would say. He said, what do you mean? I, what do you, what do a motherfucker do all day? Get your ass up and get yourself a job. A J-O-B. I don't believe in your goddamn downtown dreams, Mr. Duval. That's what he'd always call me. Good man, though. I understand what he was trying to impart upon me, though, Derek. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of hours in a day. And with everything fucking closed, like maybe, you know, maybe I'd go to a yoga class or... Uh, yeah, I don't know what you do during the day. <laughs> I need these comedy clubs back. and That's that's where I spend my time. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. This is This is just the reawakening here. We're almost coming up on a year since I kind of really started redoing these with the pandemic and stuff. And wow, 
Wow, things have really changed. And I think I've really saw some growth as an individual and uh, you know, as a man. And I, I really look forward to, to sharing my future journey through 2021 and learning from you two as well about how we can grow as human beings. I don't know. All right, guys. This is just a little, little recap. This is a little, just a little, doing a little catching up. Okay, we'll talk soon. We'll talk real soon.